Hello, and welcome to The View from University Heights, the podcast devoted to the people, the programs, and the experience of Bronx Community College. I'm Michael David Quinn, the senior editor at BCC's Office of Communications and Marketing, and I'm here with our engineer, David C. Diaz. And we are recording this episode in the gorgeous Gould Memorial Library, one of the classic works of architecture that have made BCC the only community college designated a National Historic Landmark by the U.S. Department of the Interior. And so, our guest today is Dr. Neil Phillip, chairperson of the BCC Chemistry and Chemical Technology Department, who has turned the entire world into a classroom for his students by taking them to various places around the globe, not to sightsee, but to actually perform scientific research and maybe just save the planet while they're doing it. How are you this morning, Dr. Uh, Philip? It's, thank you, Mr. Quinn. Thank you for having, having myself and my student, Grizel, here as well, too. Yes, we uh, brought not only uh, Dr. Philip, but one of his students that we will be talking to uh, later in the program. Well, why don't we start off with the various places that BCC students and other CUNY students, I understand, uh, have been taken uh, and what they've done there. Yeah. Again, I personally, I've been involved with taking students to Colorado since 2001. We took students to Steamboat, Stone Peak Laboratory in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. It's a laboratory built by my Professor Heinemann from City College, and it's at 10,000 feet in the mountains. So it literally is in the clouds. And we can live in the clouds and collect samples of clouds and see how, what kind of pollution clouds have and come back to school with the samples and test the pollution levels in these clouds and water samples. And it's, it's quite interesting results. <laughs> very scary results, but very interesting as well. We find mercury, we find tons of, we find bacteria in the, in the cloud samples. And the students get a chance to learn to ski. There's professional <laughs> skiers. The first three days of the trip, they're in ski school for three days. And they're professional skiers, the best in the world, teach them how to ski and become very proficient and excellent skiers. Even though they come from backgrounds from Nigeria, from Dominican Republic, from Puerto Rico, they become very proficient skiers mm -hmm. in Colorado. And again, doing skiing at the same time and doing a lot of scientific research, high-level work. Mm -hmm. And the work is published in, in high-level journals like Elsevier. Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, the students come away with a lot of experiences and they, they have a lot of fun as well. And they put it in a resume, and it, it, it helps them to get jobs and, you know, to move on uh, academically as well. Right. And these are undergraduate students. Uh, these are undergrads, and we took to Colorado. Also, we had, we had graduate students at the same time from other schools like City College. So we had our undergrads interacting with PhD students, sorry. Mm -hmm. And they all interacted and learned a lot from each other. And, and, and so some students even went on to graduate school after and became doctors, became pharmacists. Mm -hmm. So again, it's a learning experience, and, and having a lab, it was a living laboratory for us in Colorado, mm -hmm. with experiences. And that far up in the clouds, you can still see the traces of what the damage being done to the environment is 10,000 feet below. Yes, you can. You can definitely see it, and it's, uh, it's got better. I mean, we decided, why did we go to Colorado? Because that's, you, if I want to collect cloud samples, we have to fly in an aircraft, mm -hmm. and that's very expensive. But we can live in the clouds, literally, and, and collect them and study them for weeks or days at the end so that's why it's very unusual laboratory to live in a, to have a lab in a cloud um, setting to be able to collect cloud samples and come back to school frozen samples with them and do a lot of tests some fun tests with them and how do uh, Bronx Community College students get invited to this program well they have to be in the science field chemistry majors they could be nursing majors I mean they, we, we previously we didn't have a, a formal formalized uh, process 
But I mean, once I got into, I interacted with many students and I, I, for my classes, and I know very good students, like Grizel is a great student. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were to pick her up for my chemistry O2 class and since she was a very good student. So we can tell, I mean, the ones we will like to take on these, these opportunities and we have other professors recommend students as well. Mm -hmm. And they come along and they come back with, again, once they come back, I, I was a student myself who went to Colorado and, and learned as a student, I, I living in the clouds and having foxes chase you, having black <laughs> bears around and mountain lions. And when you wake up in the morning, you see footprints. And we are the only ones on top of, on top of the cloud, on top of the lab because mm -hmm. that's the highest point. And I can see a lot of bear footprints and a lot of mountain lion footprints there. So that's some way you don't want to be at nighttime, yeah. walking around at nighttime. But again, in the daytime, it's quite safe, and we collect samples and have a lot of fun. Yeah, but you don't want to be around when the prints are actually being made. We, we are there, but we don't go outside <laughs> of a laboratory. Yes. We stay inside a laboratory and look outside through the windows. Right. So you're sort of the Indiana Jones of Bronx Community College. Is that? I, I wouldn't characterize myself like that. <laughs> okay. We have a lot of fun, and we do science at the same time. You know? Okay. Well, that's important. Yeah. And you do not confine these activities to the United States alone. Uh, I understand you go to Australia. Yes. Well, we have gone to, previously last year, we took students, we kind of take a step back. I got a grant. Sure. I saw an opportunity. I told my students, never say no for opportunities. And I saw an, an opportunity on Facebook. It says, $20,000, take your students anywhere in the world. I, I can't believe Facebook has a... <laughs> I didn't think it was true. I thought it was... A, at least first I thought it was a joke. And then I, 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 I said the process is like an hour to, take, to do the application process. Uh, I, I put it in. I said, I'm going to take a chance and put it in. And like a couple months later, I got a call from the Center for International Educational Exchange, CIEE. And they said, we want to speak to you. I, okay. Um, they said, you won this grant. There's 300 schools applied. And mm -hmm. you put in a successful application for the one twenty thousand dollars so and i was very elated i could take my students like Grizel and you know who was hard working and you know mm -hmm. never had already chance to travel and do things in, in abroad take my students abroad to i chose to go to spain mallorca mm -hmm. where we can execute a sustainability program to measure climate and water quality and the things that we care about in the environment that's making this world so difficult to live mm -hmm. in these days so we had a chance to walk around with backpack weather stations mm -hmm. This was done in Manhattan before. In Manhattan, back in 20, I think 2011, um, City College had built some backpack on the back, literally, backpack weather stations. And we found that in Manhattan, or they found that the temperatures from block to block, it could be five degrees, 10 degrees different because of the surfaces, like buildings or trees. So we wanted to try the same thing in, in, in Mallorca to see, to, to use our backpack weather stations and to set up a weather station ourselves. We actually bought a weather station mm -hmm. through my personal funds, and we, the students did. We were able to set up a station in three hours in, in, in Mallorca, a foreign country. Wow. And, and that, that information is, is available online you know, to this day. So. Yes, that's one of the interesting things about your trips, that uh, the information that you get from them is often available online. The weather station is, is still active, right? The one in Mallorca? Yes, it's still active, and we uh, we'll talk about Australia in a minute. The yes. one in Australia is also active. In fact, I just got an I just got a link today for the one in Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's put on some great data, and um, it's it's on top of the courthouse. It's in a central business district of Australia, of Tongsville, Australia, where we go and mm -hmm. interact. And Tongsville is a smart city, so we have a lot of interactions since 2012 with Tongsville. Mm -hmm. Meaning, uh, it's environmentally conscious. Yes, uh, IBM gives awards to, to cities around the world as part of the IBM Smarter Cities Awards. Mm -hmm. And they won one in 2012 and came to Bronx Community College by chance to, to interact with people. They wanted to learn about sustainability in New York City. And the mayor of Tongsville and 
the staff came to BCC and um, they had a chance to meet with us and we, we've been collaborating ever mm-hmm. since, since 2012. And again, these are Bronx Community College students interested in STEM topics. Yes, uh, Mallorca, we took 10 students in Mallorca. Uh, Mallorca is a place, again, if I take a step back, it's a, it's a place, it only has like a million people living in Mallorca, 800,000 people living there. But you have almost 10 million tourists come to Mallorca every year. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it has a lot of heavy footprints and it has a lot of stress on the environment. So plastic pollution, air quality, air quality it's, like, it's, it's a big concern to, again, the residents of Mallorca and to us as concerned scientists. So we thought we, we did a pretty good job of kind of quantifying, I mean, the levels of pollution in different parts of Mallorca, walking wrong, and wherever we are, we're doing our science. We, we did a lot of cultural things as well. And Grizel will tell you, we did a lot of cultural activities, like cooking paella, mm-hmm. um, going to the cathedral, going to the Belfair Castle built in the 12th century, etc. But we also, cool. wherever we, where we were, we were doing science at the same time with our backpack weather stations and our equipment that we had, we took with us. Well, this would be a very good time to introduce Griselle de Jesus, who has been to Mallorca and Australia. Is that correct, Griselle? Yeah, it's correct. Um, my name is Griselle de Jesus. I'm a chemistry major from Bronx Community College. Um, I never thought in my life that I was going to be able to go to Spain. Like, that was crazy. Um, the process of application was really long. We had to do an essay first, and then it was like 50 students for the interview. And it was the top students mm-hmm. um when i got selected to go to spain i was going nuts i went to my mom like mom <laughs> i'm going to spain um i remember that i've never seen a weather station in my life in person mm-hmm. so um i learned how to build a weather station um solar powder and um the backpack weather stations we went to the oceanographic to the say the fish we did mile. Um, we did hiking. We did biking. Everything with a backpack weather station. So we had to mm-hmm. do science and be tourists at the same time. And finding that equilibrium is sometimes hard because mm-hmm. you want to go to the beach, you want to have fun, but at the same time, you went there with a purpose, you know. And this was all expenses paid. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, was highly paid. selective. So yeah. in that sense, <laughs> you really had to produce something, but not money. Um, you also interacted, uh, well, in both cases and in general where you go, with the people living in these various places, correct? And yes. So that's, that's part of our, our, the, foot, I mean, the, the blueprint that we use. We want to connect with local people. We connect with local institutions, and we, we use them to help us springboard to make connections in the islands. So we, we, worked, against, we worked with CIEE, Center for International Education Exchange, in Palma de Mallorca. Mm-hmm. We have a great director, Antonia Fer- Ferriol. In fact, she'll be coming to, to Brooklyn. We have a conference in Brooklyn about study abroad and broadening participation. And normally that conference is held in Spain, Portugal. It's held in Europe most times. But this year they're holding in Brooklyn, close to where I live. So, so I invited Antonia from Spain. We invited Greg Bruce from Australia to come as well to present mm-hmm. so we can work on a project. And Griselle and Wilma also, who has been interested in us, to make presentations jointly about uh, our study abroad experiences in these different places. So, Gazelle, you were in Spain last summer. Yeah. And when were you in Australia? That we went to Australia in December, right? In November. December, November to yeah. December 4th, I think. So, in the space of six months, you racked up two new continents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was Australia like? Rather different. It was different. really hot. It was oh. very different than Spain. Yeah. In what we ways? had dinner with a major. 
I did, we did the same activities as we did in Spain, but the environment was very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you sort of conduct these same kinds of experiments, but in very different locales with presumably different results or similar. Uh, result, well, you said we kind of the same things because we were in Spain and, and the Australians noticed that we, oh, this is great stuff that you guys are doing in, in, in New York City with these backpack weather stations. Mm-hmm. Hey, why don't you come to Australia and do the same thing in Australia? So we got invited to come to Australia. In fact, they paid, they paid for Grizel and for another student, Wilma, to come there. to present. They presented at a conference as well. So what, mm-hmm. one of the things we did, we did the similar things we did in Mallorca with backpack weather stations. We monitored water quality, air pollution, et cetera. We set up a weather station. Same things were done, but we also presented at a, the, the annual global ecotourism conference in Australia. I mean, Grizzle and Wilma, myself, and one other person, Shaniza Rohoman, we made a presentation there. That was a big honor to have our students and myself presenting mm-hmm. at such a prestigious event with so many different countries represented at that conference. Mm-hmm. And they paid for us to come there. They paid for our registration cool. fees. It was $1,300. So they paid for every one of us registration mm-hmm. fees to come to the conference. Mm-hmm. And they hosted us in Australia as well because... And, and we trained the staff. We did a lot of training of the staff over there. We and did um, STEM workshops uh, for high school students. We did social science, collective. technology. Yeah. We always have to <laughs> explain our acronyms. Science, technology, engineering, and math um, mm-hmm. workshops. We did social learning um, workshops too. What kinds of things did uh, you cover in your presentation? We did the the car with the fuel. If you also, oh, you mean in the, in the conference presentation? Yeah. Oh, we presented what we did in Spain. So we, we talked about what we did in Spain as a model for tourist engagement. So when a tourist goes to a different country, instead of just walking around looking at the air and doing different things, why not walk at a backpack weather station to monitor the climate, mm. the humidity, the temperature, the wind speed, different things. And while you're having fun, you can be, you can be serving the environment by collecting a lot of data and, and helping us understand better you know, climate change and these different parameters, these different scientific um, uh, phenomena. So, in addition to exploring, doing science, recreation, there's a certain amount of proselytizing for the cause of sustainability and the environment in yes. these journeys as well. Yes. So that's again, it's a core. What is a core of what we do at Bronx, and we, I mean, we also involve not only Bronx community college students. We have students came from. We had again, we took ten students to Spain, and seven of them came from Bronx community college. We had other sister schools like in York College sent a student. We had one from. Lehman College, we had one from City College as well. So we, we engage with these schools on, on a regular basis in terms of research and other activities. So we wanted to give back to those schools and had them have a student come free of charge you know, on a mm-hmm. trip to, to Mallorca, which is a beautiful island. Griselda, are there any particular memorable stories from uh, Mallorca or Australia that come to mind? Events, people you met, anything like that? Well, when I started the trip, I didn't know any of the students that were going there, and we ended up being like a family, my my BCC um, partners and the one in City College. And let me see, because a lot of things happen over there. Anything I think happened. my favorite part was when we were do when we had a professional chef coming up, and we were doing the paella, but we divided ourselves into three groups. One mm-hmm. group was doing like the entry, another group was doing the paella, which was the main um, plate, and then another group was doing the um, the dessert. Mm-hmm. And we had like a melon, like a melon soup team. And as the thing was, um, how do you say this? This is like a, blended, like the blender was turning off. We were doing like a dance, like. 
Uh, yeah, that was a fun part in Spain. I like that. Um, how does this experience, those experiences, uh, fit into your plans for your future career? I think that being able to go in abroad and um, seeing other places, learning about the culture, learning about the things that I can do, open my eyes to the things that um, that I'm more interested in. Such as? Such as uh, sustainability work. I didn't know what sustainability was before. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know the importance of it. I didn't know that I could be able to go and make a change, like giving these people um, some data that they can rely on and see, hey, um, if we keep doing this, the environment is going to be damaged. Mm-hmm. Do you have any particular major in mind as you continue your education that's been affected by your experiences? Mm-hmm. Any particular course of study from here on in that is affected by the experiences you had in Mallorca and Australia and such? Like, what, what, what are your future plans in terms of your education? Oh, I want to be, I want to do a bachelor's in biochemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... This, this affected that decision, or you were already on track in that No, direction. I was already on track on that. Oh, so this was an addition, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a new experience, yeah. Uh, you were in South Africa a while ago, right? I, I wasn't, but one of our oh, faculty members, Dr. Faculty. Therese, was. And we also have students, so South Africa, we set up, Dr. Therese and the chemistry department set up a, with two of our students. And in fact, one of the students is teaching right now. He was a student in 2012. He left in 2013. And he has his PhD in pharmacy, and mm-hmm. he's teaching for us now. So, I mean, this is one thing we talk about, these study abroad experiences. You know, one thing leads to another thing. Mm-hmm. And, it, 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 you know, I tell students, who, if you get involved in these activities, you will, you will, there's nothing can stop you. You know, you can go to a PhD, you can become a, a Grisel eventually wants to become a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, a medical doctor. Because you've done, you've, you've been challenged before and, very, and, and lived in very tough environments. In, in Australia, the Grisel didn't really tell you, She's very modest, but the temperature was 127 degrees. Wow. All the bats died in Australia. We were there. One third of the bat population died because the temperature was so hot in Australia. So it was very, um, and, but at the same time, Bronx Community College was there, monitoring the climate, the temperature, the mm-hmm. humidity. And so we can tell the Australians right. why one third of the bat population died over three days in Australia. Mm-hmm. And our Bronx Community College students that we were doing that, we were underground doing these important measurements. So it was, so it's, it has, you know, it has a lot of connotations for, for life, mm-hmm. not, only for, not only for science and for, for classes, but for life in general. So this touches on climate change, obviously. It does. And, 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 and Grisel also mentioned she had a chance to meet the mayor, the mayor of Tongsville. She's a very important figure in, in Australia. So Grisel and Wilma, we all sat down with lunch with the mayor of the Tongsville. She came to Bronx before, actually, mm-hmm. in 2012 at IBM. And Grisel and I had a chance to talk to her and meet her and talk different things. And having lunch with the mayor of Tongsville, that's very important. <laughs> That's near the Great Barrier Reef, I believe? Yeah, it's, it's close to Tongsville. It's in the north, and the Barrier Reef is maybe like an, two hours away. Mm-hmm. But they, Tongsville, Australia, discharges to the Barrier Reef. They, they discharge sewage and different things into the Barrier Reef. So they're very concerned about what gets into the, and what gets into the Barrier Reef. Mm-hmm. In fact, we met one interesting little kid, uh, Molly Steer. She's 10 years old, and she started a campaign to ban plastic straws in Australia. Hmm. 10 years old and yeah she was an amazing young kid and that campaign has taken off even the national airline has banned pla- single use plastic straws has been banned by Qantas Airlines and every week she gets more people to, to, to ban the use of plastic straws so to be to make to take action you don't have to be 25 years old or 20 years old and have a degree in chemistry and biology you can do it from mm-hmm. as, as Molly said there she's 10 years old and she's doing a lot of work 
to help make this world a better place for us. Something I learned was that um, individual changes can create a collective change. Mm -hmm. And you think that's one of the major things that you learn on these trips around the world. Now, I understand you've got another really amazing trip coming up later this summer. Yes. uh, we, We got engaged with... Um, India. Mm-hmm. In fact, we have quite a bit of faculty from India in the chemistry department, and and also in the college as well. We have in we, we have eighteen full time faculty members, and three of them happen to be from India. And one of them said, "Hey, since you've been to Australia, you've been to Spain, yeah, why don't you? Why don't we do? India has a lot of challenges itself, so why don't we come to India and try and do the same kind of, you know, same kind of program we executed in those countries? Why don't we come to India and do it?" And we, we got engaged. We had a trip to the Consulate General's office. Mm-hmm. He's a top di- diplomat in, in, in New York City. And we had a very Im- important and very, you know, very productive meeting. And he's, we got invited to a function. We, well, we actually hosted a function with the Consulate General's office. And one faculty from India, he has a, a big project to increase people's knowledge of solar energy and focus on Gandhi, Gandhi's birthday on the 18th mm-hmm. of October. So we got involved and we had a big successful function with the Consul General's Office of India and Dr. Solanke from IIT, Indian Institute of Technology in Bombay. He came to BCC in April and we had a very successful program. And that led to more discussion about collaborations. And next thing we know, we, we're going to go to India That's to do the same kind of program we did in Spain and Australia. And where in India are you going to be placed? This is going to be Mumbai, Mumbai, mm-hmm. is Mumbai India. And Mumbai has a lot of challenges. It's, it's, a lot of beaches are very dirty and it has a lot of... In, in fact, CNN had a poll on t, on, uh, recently. It's of the 100 most polluted cities in the world, 30 of them are in India. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of challenges. And Mumbai is very has the biggest slum in the world as well in Mumbai, India. So there's a lot of things we're going to do. Again, set up a weather station, the same blueprint again. Um, train the kids. We want to train kids as well. Yes. And also we want to... Another twist, we want to bring kids back with us in April, we want to invite 10 like, underprivileged children from India, have them come and come to New York City back next April, spring break, and we can you know, engage them further and, and, and hopefully train them and, and already send them out into the world to become more productive in terms of sustainability and help, help, you know, help India in itself to become a more sustainable country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the aspect of uh, urban pollution, that certainly is going to be different from the New Yorker experience. Yes, it's, it's going to be much, much more polluted. Again, much more polluted. Um, but again, our students, Griselle is going to be the, re- she's going to be the <laughs> expert there. <Yeah. laughs> oh, she's so up for the challenge. She's up for the challenge. Yeah, yeah she's been selected. She went through the process and she has a lot of experience. So we, but she, she went through the regular process like everybody else and she, mm-hmm. was, she was selected by a team of faculty members. So she'll be coming back to, uh, to India with us and she'll be the, the leader of the group. <laughs> <laughs> so, Griselle, are you like perhaps the most traveled student in? these various programs of the chemistry department? What would you say? That's certainly sound, that's three, right? Yes, that would be three. Well, that's pretty impressive. She's yeah. going to Puerto Rico and she's going to Puerto Rico next Sunday. I saw yeah. the CUNY, you talk about CUNY that? Corps to mm-hmm. do um, volunteering work and help the people in Puerto Rico reconstruct their buildings and stuff. Wow, help yeah. in earthquake relief, which yeah. alas is ongoing after all this time. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, this sort of reflects the cosmopolitan atmosphere of Bronx Community College in general. We've got students from over 100 countries around the world. And uh, as you've just described, the world comes to us as well. Yes, it does. And we go to many other places uh, through different study abroad programs, uh, Salzburg, Vienna, once a year, 
to discuss international issues and such. What other places does BCC go to that are not necessarily attached to your program? Well, every year we take students to Belize in, the, in the central in Central America. Dr. Sheldon Skaggs, he has a program that's been doing that for the past five or six years. Our students go to excavate the mine ruins in, in, in Pakbitum, Belize, mm-hmm. and, and they find bodies. Uh, like last year, I think Nikayla Katahina, she's one of our students, they found seven bodies last year from the Mayan people who lived like thousands of years ago, and the civilization disappeared, and nobody knows why. So our, the, the work that Dr. Skaggs and our students do will try to shed some light on the Mayan civilization, what happened to Mayan people back in thousands of years ago. So every year, our student, every summer, our students go there. Peter Chirico, we have, I can name so many names that have been there. And they come from Puerto Rico, from Ghana, from, from Belize itself. And they've done a really good job in, in helping people understand you know, the Mayan civilization and what happened to the Mayan, Mayan civilization. So students from Bronx Community College can be found on just about every continent. Anywhere, <laughs> Australia, India, India Spain, Spain, Europe. Mm-hmm. Senegal, uh, Senegal. We had Dr. Mr. Eugene Adams took students to Senegal recently, mm-hmm. uh, and we had students in England. Professor Andy Rowan took students to England. Mm. It's as a, not for sustainability, but for English and cultural aspects. So there's a whole, you know, we have a whole potpourri of different different activities taking place, but centered around study abroad, and this is really exciting. And we engage not only Bronx Community College students; we have all partner institutions on CUNY from Lima and from City College. We try to get, engage them as well in these mm-hmm. activities and these, uh, these study abroad programs. So I'd say to sum up, uh, an education at Bronx Community College can take you far, far beyond the gates of Bronx Community College itself. Yeah. Yes, I, think, I definitely think we can take you far. And we're not going to leave you. We are, <laughs> we are going to broaden your horizons and, and, and open your eyes to the possibilities uh, of of a STEM education and, and, and education in general, but you know the, the world is becoming so globalized. So we have to be able to interact with people from different backgrounds and culture. Mm-hmm. Know what pie? What what is pie? Conejo with rabbit meat. <laughs> we made pie with rabbit meat and marisco with fish, etc. So we also eat kangaroos in Australia. Kangaroos are eaten in Australia because mm. it's uh, it's so many of them, and they have to try and cull the population there. It sounds like very cruel, but it's it's done in a very humane way to eat kangaroo meat over that. Mm. With some pseudopods. With what? With pseudopods in the lake. Oh yes, a platypus. Yeah, a platypus. Yeah. Snakes in Australia. We had to fight Grizzly and fight spiders. 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 The cabins. You find all kind of. (laughs) Well, we just lost about half the audience on that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they want to go to Australia. You have to be ready. In our backyard, where we sit in the backyard, they have forty foot pythons in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Forty foot pythons. That's unheard of, but they're there. So you have to make noises when you go when at nighttime. You have to stamp on the ground to make vibrations. So they can move out of the way and let you pass by. I think I would be great at making anti-python <laughs> noises. I'd probably spend the whole time I was there making stomping noises. and making noises. Okay. Well, as the listener can tell, we could go on and on and on, but alas, we don't have that option. So I would like to thank both uh, Dr. Philip and Grizel. Thank you so much for coming here today and talking about one of the really remarkable aspects of an education here at Bronx Community College. And uh, you know what? When you come back from India, maybe we'll have you back on. You can talk about that experience. Thank you, Mr. Quinn. We'll be thank happy you. to come on. Okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You have been listening to The View from University Heights, the podcast devoted to the people, the programs, and the experience of Bronx Community College. We're part of the City University of New York, the greatest urban university in the world. 
And if you're interested in finding out more about BCC, our academic programs, campus life, and so forth, just go to our website at bcc.cuny.edu. And since I know you were running around for a pen just now, I'll repeat it. That's bcc.cuny.edu. I'm Michael David Quinn, Senior Editor at the BCC Office of Communications and Marketing. And along with our engineer, David C. Diaz, I want to thank you for joining our conversation. So watch out for the next episode of The View from University Heights. Bye now.